0: Where are Coming to you from River Falls, Wisconsin, this is Filmology. I am one of the co-hosts of the show, and today I'm joined with...
1: Tyler and follower of film. Andy Tiedemann. I still don't have anything, even though last week I told you I would. I think you do every week. Yeah, well, I keep procrastinating... Cause I'm a procrastinator, and then your your tar your car tire breaks, and you yeah, just yeah, man, have time. I'm all dirty now too, so I don't even have time to make something up. If it makes you feel better, I've been procrastinating
0: for three years on a website that's finally going to be launched. So, <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got your beat. When Friday? It's being launched this Friday with Ghostbusters, whether I like it or not. So, all right, and our, our fourth member is. Eva, hello. Alright, a bit of housekeeping here before we get into the reviews. Uh, on today's show, we're going to be reviewing The Shallows, The BFG, The Legend of Tarzan, Swiss Army Man, and our top five is going to be top five movies of the year so far. A bit of housekeeping here. We, we have to sweep the kitchen, add that
2: to the housekeeping list. We have to sweep the, sweep the no. kitchen.
0: Well, no. I, then I have to I have dishes I have to do, too, with the apartment. Uh, <laughs> uh, guys, our listenership has increased from May to June with over 300%. We are on track to beat that. We've already beat our May downloads. and We haven't even put a podcast out in July, so that's impressive um, so thank you everybody for downloading if you could also just rate us on iTunes and give us a review if you want if you don't want to that's fine as well just makes everybody find us and if you don't like us also let us know and we can try to fix why you don't like us give us feedback so we can I do, have some, yeah. I do have some feedback we have feedback what we do got they feedback? About us well, uh, this, is, this is a valuable feedback from somebody else talking to over the 4th of July weekend um, we have to tell people what our rating system is because... We oh, we
2: should pe- to refresh that. We should probably refresh oh, that. Oh, no, we episode. did it on the first one that we, we ended up canceling.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still,
0: I'm still trying to figure out what to do with it. Oh,
2: actually, though, piece of feedback. One of our coworkers, Aaron O., said that we were the funniest podcast he's ever listened to. I don't know if if we listen to many podcasts, but I will take that. That doesn't make me feel
1: that good because it's coming from from Ao. But hey, you got to be nice to Ao. He listens. He listens. He's gonna hate you now, Andy. Good. I got Shane's name tag from him. I don't care anymore. Still behind my bar,
2: Shane. If you're listening, this is a shout out to you.
1: Yeah, we still have it. We're gonna we're gonna put it into the foundation of the Hudson Target.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I'm scale that we use. We use a see it. rent it skip it and let it burn see it uh, most of those are very self explanatory see it you go out to see the movie go to theaters you pay the $7 to $15 it's worth your money it's worth your money rent it just rent it on iTunes Vudu uh, Redbox Netflix
1: It might be worth your money. Or, if for some reason you still have a local movie rental store, go there. They (laughs) they do exist. They do exist.
2: I know, there's still a Mr. Movies in uh, Amory. I think there's still a family video in my hometown. It used to be a Hollywood. Close (laughs) down.
0: (laughs) Um, Then the skipping is, once again, it's not worth your time, not worth going out to see. And Let It Burn is, this movie should never have existed. It is a terrible piece of filmmaking. Did Batman you? versus
1: Superman.
2: I didn't get that out by bird. Could, could we please, for the website, get, like, a little burning pit of fire gif and then put the names of all the movies we actually put in that category in the burning yeah, pit of fire? Yeah, that'd be fun. Or, like, a little credit scene of fires with the title scrolling down. I don't think you know how much work I still have to do on this website. Fine, <laughs> 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 right, we'll, we'll figure it out. we we'll gonna do it now. But in the future. In the future. We'll, we'll do something
0: that's fun like that. But Once again, I've been doing this since 2013, so I have a lot of movies that are, that it burns. This yeah. year I don't have, I think I have like two. Okay. Alright, uh, that, that's a bit of housekeeping. Does anyone else here have any housekeeping? Other, no.
1: Eva, anything fun? Eva, do you have any feedback for us? No, I'm good. Are you going to read your list? <laughs> That's at the end of the show. Uh, we're going to jump into news. She, she nodded yes, if any of you were wondering. So now if she doesn't, you all have to criticize her.
0: <laughs> um, when the website does get up, just so everybody knows, on every single page that you look at, there is a little box on the right-hand side of your screen for feedback. You honestly just have to type in your feedback and hit su- submit. That is it. It is one of the easiest
2: things you can do. And it helps. If it's negative, we will find you... I'm just kidding, we don't have those memes. I have
1: very thin skin, so John will read them on air and I will cry. We're going to move on to our news. Uh, who would like to start off with
0: news
2: today? Anybody? Boom. Um, what's right. I have one that's fairly current, but uh, for those of you who have not heard, um, Sulu in the upcoming Star Trek Beyond film will be gay. So this was a choice made by the filmmaker and writer, Simon Pegg, for this one. Uh, he's not the filmmaker, but he was the writer, essentially. Simon Pegg, also one of the stars of the movie. And they decided to actually make Sulu openly gay in this movie as a nod to George Takai, who is a probably oh, one of the lie. most prominent homosexuals in the film industry. And movie TV industry, I guess we should say. Also one of the best side characters in Futurama. Oh yes, yes. But uh overall I thought, you know, overall pretty positive note, but uh George Takei actually commented on it as well and said he's glad that there's a gay character in the movie, but he's also not happy that it's Sulu. <laughs> because he said that uh the director, um or the, the original creator of Star Trek did not imagine. George Sulu Yeah, he did not imagine Sulu as an openly gay character. So this is kind of going against the original creator of Star Wars, even if it is paying homage.
1: George Lucas has no say anything. George Lucas is
2: trash. They won't even let him in on the Star Wars set. He can't be in Star Trek. There's too many Star things. But no, Star Trek. (laughs) There's there's, there's the stars in the sky, you know. Those ones too. But uh, yeah, overall, Sulu, new Star Trek, openly gay. Original actor George Takai, not the most excited about it, but overall, good progress for films in general. You know, what do you all think about this change? I don't care. Yeah. I mean
0: I mean it's cool it's really cool. But at the same time it's like I mean, that's not gonna get more people to see the movie. It's not gonna really get anybody to not see the movie at this point. <laughs> and I mean, cool. I mean, I would rather it be on the new Star Trek TV show that they're working on. Okay, like a whole just a whole new whole new thing cast. versus hey, a character who's been around for fifty years. I mean, once again, they did it for Harry Potter too. I mean, Dumbledore's gay. That was never
1: in the books. That I mean, yeah, but J.K. Rowling said it. Yep. Said he was, and it is technically canon that he was in love with Gilbert Grindelwald. So I mean, that never really. Bother well, that never bothered me in the book either. I mean, I, I don't care. It's just really simple. Yeah. Form.
2: No, I still don't care about Star Trek. So, <sighs> all right, Andy, your news story. I changed mine actually, so we oh, yeah, both I'll be surprised, surprised you. <laughs> well,
1: um, <laughs> so they they. I'm sure all of you have heard Game of Thrones has been delayed for next season. Um, the reason is not really anyone's fault, which I was surprised about. I was expecting there to be some kind of drama on set, but it's actually just because they're waiting for harsher winter winter has come so they need they need a more wintery set
2: so they're waiting until later in the year see the thing is with global warming though maybe winter will never come we'll yeah I, I guarantee you
1: i guarantee you db
2: vice would be like all right kit you're going to antarctica no we'll just get uh david fincher's team that did cgi for girl with dragon tattoo to do all the snow effects and it'll look Completely realistic.
1: No, no. There's gar- some
2: really good CGI. Snow I in know, that
1: movie. but I guarantee you, they would be like, "John, you're king of." Oh, mm. I've never watched. I don't,
0: don't spoil anything. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. I was really <laughs> close.
1: close. I was really close. They'd be like, "John Snow, you have to be as far north as possible. You're going to
2: Antarctica. You <laughs> Just can
1: it some penguins. <laughs> you can bring ghosts.
0: I love, I love penguins. If you're going to send anyone to Antarctica, send me. I'll go." John Snow can do whatever. Is he wants. It's the March of the Penguins
2: sequel. March of the John. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him surviving with penguins. <laughs> John living with emperor penguins, <laughs> waddling. Morgan Freeman can narrate it. He knows nothing.
0: Uh, but I, I have no comment for that because I've not watched anything past the first season
2: of Game of Thrones. And this is a film podcast, Andy. Hey, Game
1: of Thrones is amazing. If we were doing a, if we were doing a. Paint podcast. I'd still mention Game of Thrones. We,
2: we should actually, though, talk about Pokemon Go at some point. Because <laughs> that is the coolest and biggest thing right now. But no, John, get back to you. Yeah, Let's get back to your film. No, everyone's talking everyone's
1: about
0: Pokemon. Everyone's catching them all. All right, okay, hold on. We have a podcast to do. John, what is your new story? My new story, Wreck-It Ralph 2, uh, two was in development from Disney Animation. Yeah! Uh, I'm a big fan of the first one. I'm assuming you two are just by your Giant. Woo, Eva. We get a I...
2: giant spike on the recording where we wooed. Eva, I don't know Woo! You I care. have
0: not seen it.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, all right.
0: Is <laughs> anything? So, uh, they're going to crash the Internet. That's the big
2: thing, I think. Dirty place. <laughs> I don't that's know. That's good.
1: They yet. should start with 4chan.
2: They're going to have a lot of semi-adult humor that's just going to be, like, thrown in there. That's going to sneak under the kids' And like mines. They're also on top of that they're also trying to get Mario into this movie. Oh damn because well, I think But Nintendo's doing their own thing. Nintendo's Nintendo <laughs> is, but I mean Wreck and Ralph <laughs> is incredibly successful and I could see them possibly lending. Doing a cross universe. Yes. That'd be awesome. I mean they had Bowser in the first one, so Mario's only a slight step further down. They're working on their theme park at the moment. So that's... Oh, we're going to Tyler, Japan. we are going. We're going <laughs> to Japan.
0: Well, it's... <laughs> you mean
2: Japan? Where else can okay. oh, have okay, okay, it? No okay, okay,
0: okay, it, It's going to be opened by Universal in Japan, so it's going to open there, and then they're opening one down in Orlando. Dude,
1: then we can go to the Gundam Museum. <laughs> I'm just going to hitch a ride on a fishing boat.
0: <laughs> fishing boat! Okay, right, we're going to take that. We're going to <laughs> go talk about the sharks in the water.
1: <laughs> Boom! Dude,
2: just do it. John, you got my <laughs> segue. <laughs> Do it Native American style and just like canoe <laughs> all the way to Japan. I'll sing songs from
1: Pocahontas. They're, the they're whole way. pretty sure they've done it, so you can do it too. I am not that physical. <laughs> I would die 100 miles out. Alright, we're gonna move into the <laughs> And I would only make it 100 miles if I had a sail and the wind pushed me that far.
0: <laughs> we're gonna move into the shallows now. So here is the trailer for the shallows. Hey!
1: You should come over here. I'm good here, thank you. Hey sis. Hey. I just want to let you know I made it here. Mom was right. It took forever to find, but it's perfect.
0: A mere 200 yards from shore, Surfer Nancy is attacked by a great white shark, with her short journey to safety becoming the ultimate contest of wills. What do you guys think of this movie? I don't have much of a segue, I don't have much of a, ca- a smart comment other than it's a ripoff of Jaws. Better so, than Jaws. Better female
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, so there, there wasn't a female I, was was Jones, so. a female I mean, Brody's wife, I guess, but supporting. Sh- yeah, she wasn't really a lead. She should be like, hey, the shark could have been a girl. There, there was that mom <laughs> that lost the kid. That was kind of important. I guess I'm, I'm gonna, gonna have the fun
1: slap. I'm gonna say Bruce was a girl. Steven Spielberg just doesn't know jack about Fish Anatomy, <laughs> and Bruce is a girl.
2: Are you gonna zoom in at some point <laughs> and be like, right there, there's the evidence. You can see right there, female <laughs> shark. <laughs>
0: Best of luck trying to zoom in on a shark that you probably won't see most of. I
2: was going to
1: say, you see its head? (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of hard to tell whether it's. you got to wait for that, like, Alright, if there are any marine biologists listening, I need you to analyze every frame of jaws (laughs) to determine whether that shark is male or female. Should we speak
2: in dolphin if there's any dolphins listening to our podcast? I cannot speak in dolphin. Jonathan, go. (laughs) Jonathan. Alright, so so back hey, to the think, but Okay, but I want to lead off for Andy. Uh,
0: um, about John, go ahead. I mean, my actual, like, it's a okay movie. um I don't hate Blake Lively in it, so it's a big thing for Blake Lively. <laughs> I think she was in a. Uh, Blake Lively, congratulations. She John does not hate you. Well, was she in Green Lantern? I think she was, wasn't she? Yeah. I forgot about that sure. movie
1: intentionally. Yeah. Jonathan. I Ryan impressed. Reynolds, you I, hurt I, me. I,
0: I, I, I you I hurt that, me bad. I own that
1: movie. I have never watched it. <laughs> it caused me pain. Did it really? It's not that bad. <laughs> to see Ryan Reynolds in such trash, and Green Lantern's one of my favorite superheroes. And it was just bad, and Parallax was bad, everything was bad. (laughs) I put
0: it here, uh, slow motion is overused, I'm trying to remember a movie I saw about four weeks ago at this point,
2: uh... (laughs) Zack Snyder Jr., yep, Onset
0: of the Shallows. The, uh, shark was too smart for its own good, I I hated the end of the film, well, not the end of the film, the climax, the climactic scene in, in this film, I... And I, I, I laughed quite a bit, though. I, I'm not sure if it's intentional or not, so that's why I'm not... I don't know.
1: If, 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 if I'm supposed to laugh, great job. If I'm not... For those of you who are listening, the shark tap dances.
2: That's, that's the end of the film.
1: <laughs> the shark starts tap dancing, they shake hands and go their separate ways. <coughs> we, we all kind of were shaking our heads at the end, we are just like, this can't be it. And then the credits roll, and we're just like, okay. Uh, well, I was in a theater,
0: because I, I didn't know this movie was PG-13 until I went in. So I was incredibly surprised by that. I thought it was going to be rated R, like deep blue sea level of violence. And the shark attacks really, other than a CGI shark attacking a camera at the beginning, they're not really that intense. And it's an incredibly fake
1: looking CGI shark. I was, was going to say, it came out right before, right, right before or right after Shark Week.
2: So, like, they they could have just, the just called
1: up Animal Planet and been like, hey, can we have some footage of sharks?
2: It would have been great if like, the video quality mm-hmm. was different and it would have suddenly cut to like 720p <laughs> shark, and then back to 1080p like Lively, and then 720p shark.
1: <laughs> well, no, just for the beginning, to establish yeah. that sharks are scary.
0: Well, that was one of the things actually, I would like to talk about. I did like the um, bookending device with that camera, because you kind of know where things are going. Yeah. I, I wasn't a fan of that. I kind of was hoping that that was a different shark attack. <laughs> and, like, oh, yeah. the shark just wants to stay here because there's food.
2: I guess the, the tension does escalate, though, when you see the board, and then you see the underneath the Blake Lively's board the first time. That really, I think, ups tension a little bit. Because you know it's connected, but this is pretty early on, too, so... We yeah, expect I shark don't... attacks in the shark movie. We'll say that. But
0: when it's... Like, once again, this is a ripoff of Jaws. When the shots are done the same way, from underneath the water, from the viewpoint of the shark, and there's a moment during the climax where the shot, like, shot for shot, I could line uh, line it up and say, this is the shot for Chief Brody, where he was on his sinking boat, and this is where Blake Lively is on her sinking boat. Yeah, but Blake Lively's a girl,
2: and (laughs) (laughs) Jaws did it better.
0: It's completely different, John. I just... Whatever I mean, the movie's fine. I mean, you could say it's one of the best shark movies since Jaws, but you haven't had anything that's worth championing. So, uh, Jaws two. Jaws two was the best. No,
2: I think <laughs> okay. I think this just I would, hit I would a home run, on, and everyone just gave up. He hit a home run on accident. Yeah, on accident.
1: Well, he, he got on accident, but he, he has was better. No, it, it was better because he had faulty equipment. Yes. Yes.
0: Well, yeah, but I. Give that credit to the director for knowing what to do. And yeah, that that's just, true.
1: Yeah. He did. He had to jump through some hoops. I mean, we'll talk
0: later about how I don't know if he's as good of a director, but I think that back in the 1970s, he had something to prove. Now he has nothing to prove. He's <laughs> like he'll get the money no matter what. He can have flop after flop, and he'll still be given millions of dollars to make a
2: movie. Now I'm just picturing Steven, Steven Spielberg as a dolphin jumping through a hoop. <laughs> George Lucas is there as a walrus on <laughs> a rock. Arf,
1: arf, arf. No, he wouldn't even be clapping. He'd be like, just- if I were jumping through those hoops, uh, it would be so much better. <laughs> I just don't like George Lucas I hate all. George Lucas. He's there,
2: there, there'd be more dolphins <laughs> and fish in the background just flying nonstop. So it'd be super crowded. And then
1: someone Crazy. would make a better version and George Lucas would be like, it was all me. <laughs> I made that version. Uh. All right. George... Phormology I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. <laughs> You're trash. Fromology does not endorse Andy with his views here. That's not true. They do. Give me a billion dollars and I will advocate for
2: you. Um Tyler, right, your views. For me. From the start of this movie, it's a very visually interesting movie. Like all the colors are really heightened. All oh, blue. <laughs> well, there's, there's a lot of loops of the ocean, but, like, overall, the colors are really enhanced. You kind of feel like you're in this tropical paradise. But one thing that bothered me from the outset, it just felt like overuse. There's this thing they do where they try to display technology on the screen. So, like, if the character's reading a text message, you see the whole text message pop up. Oh. And at first I was like, okay, you know, that's kind of a new way to do that. Then they do it again and again and again and again and again. And I was kind of like, all right, I get it. You know how to make CGI technology bubbles.
1: I don't need to see reminded, this anymore.
2: The look of it kind of reminded me of a video game. It did. It definitely kind of lost some of the realism aspect of it in that way. But uh, overall, you know, that from the bothered me a bit. <laughs> you said the
0: movie was realistic. It made me laugh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, killer smart shark, not realistic. But uh, overall, I had a fairly decent time with The Shallows. Um, I think... In terms of a genre, it's really in the, the, the single survival horror genre where there's this survival horror movie with one protagonist has to survive. And for me personally, you really have to have good writing and good acting. Blake Lively Blake Glad- Blake was good. But for me, there was just not enough in the movie to make the single character movie really work or be interesting. Like, for me, I compare it to, like, 127 Hours. I love Danny Boyle, and I love James Franco, and I love that movie. And they have... Ghost. But overall, like I really appreciate 127 Hours for making a movie about one person surviving a horrific event and having interesting writing, camera work, you know, just overall really well handled. And in this movie, it kind of started to bore me after a while. Like You can only see Blake Lively suffering so long before <laughs> you're just like, okay, I get it. You're suffering. And uh, for, for me overall... <laughs> what would you do? What would you do? I would make something slightly. More Tyler interesting. Would, would have acted. Tyler would have acted the so much of better. The movie. If you look at 127 hours, you have lots of like interesting flashbacks to his life that occur throughout. It's it. based off a of real life person. It is based off a of real life person, which makes it even better that they were able to make a really really interesting art film about a real life person. But for me, I was a little bit let down by. But uh, overall, you know, I thought it was fine. I had an issue with you know overall just. The whole premise in general was, it was done well, but it wasn't interesting or new in any way. So it was kind of just treading treading familiar water, kind of like treading water in the ocean. Uh, oh, it's so bad. Why'd you explain it? It was better before. Well, I had to explain it. Uh, but uh, my, my last big like issue with this movie was that they introduced a recurring theme of the main character not knowing the name of the beach that she goes to. She asks several characters the name of the beach, and they either ignore her or they kind of laugh at her a bit. And you think in the beginning, like, okay, this is something interesting we're going to find out later. They're going to close this plot line up with something interesting at the end, and then they don't. And it just feels like they either A, forgot about it, or B, just were like, we don't have the time for this, let's just drop it. And that really bothered me overall. Or maybe it wasn't meant to be anything. They bring it up multiple times, though they they hit it with. It is a problem. Like
0: I thought it was going to be like something meaning shark in a different language, or like the 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 body of the woman was actually a shark. I I don't know. Just you just
2: you just need a name. You just need to add like close that because that just seems like a huge dangling thread.
1: (laughs) They should have called it Amityville Beach. And that would have that would have like <laughs> wrapped the whole movie up
2: for what it was trying to do. What about Bruce's Beach?
1: Uh, the movie, the screenplay for this film was featured
0: on the blacklist in two thousand fourteen. So Okay. Uh, there were people who really liked the script, and as you can tell it got made. So people liked it when this
2: mean, it, it, it was okay. It was it was fun. And yeah, without spoiling, I did not like the last minute of the movie. They just made it the last minute. I didn't think it needed to be there. That's it was just a minute. me. It was a minute that just felt pointless. It felt like pandering to the audience. But I will move on, and Andy can talk about his experience with The Shallows.
1: Um, I thought overall, for a suspense thriller movie, it was fine. It was it was good. I enjoyed it for the most part. I will say I didn't like the ending.
0: Would you, would you guys rather have The Shallows 2, where they take that last minute and make it a whole movie... Or would you rather just have one
1: minute
2: in the movie?
1: Nope. I want a prequel. Government makes a genetically engineered shark with a laser on its head.
2: The Shadows so too would just lo- be a Nicholas Sparks movie. <laughs> shark
1: falls in love
2: no, with the dolphin. No, the character falling in no, love. A shark falls in
1: love with a dolphin. The dolphin's father doesn't approve because the shark is from the wrong side of the reef.
2: And it's not spoken in English. It's all <laughs> animal sounds.
1: <laughs> with subtitles. But, the, but it'll be in the ocean, and the subtitles will be, like, light blue, so you can barely read
2: them. Yes, yes. Get on that.
1: Overall, I was, um, I was actually surprised by the movie. I was expecting it to be complete straight-to-Netflix trash that just got lucky getting a theatrical release. Um, but it, it actually it turned out okay. Um, Blake Lively was good. I was at least a little bit interested in her character the whole time, um, which is more than I can say for a lot of movies in that genre i really just overall didn't care about the movie though like i'm having trouble remembering details about it and i only saw it a week and a half ago yeah it was not very memorable um like i'm probably gonna forget every detail of the movie
2: within two months i remember my girlfriend tippy squeezed my hand really hard during one of the shark scenes and i was like ow
0: (laughs) painful no, there there were moments in the, the in, in my screening where people like actually like jumped and yeah, in it was, there was there was quality scares, but compared to the head head popping out in Jaws, no, not even that even. has still terrifies me. Ratings for the film, the <laughs> um, I'll start first. I'm going to give this movie a rent it, it. It's not terrible. I had some problems with it, but it, overall, it's entertaining enough for an hour and a half. A movie should still be seen.
2: Yeah, I'm also on a rented. There's not that much of an appeal to seeing on the big screen, and overall, not a fantastic movie, so. Rent
1: it. Yeah, rent it. Um, like I said, it's just not very memorable, so, it's not worth spending your money on, something you're not gonna remember.
2: We're gonna move. You leave the uh, theater, you're just like, what did I just see? <laughs>
1: You're looking for the title? Did, did I? Well, did I just see a movie? In
0: fairness, there's been <laughs> days where that's happened to me when I've been to film festivals and I've seen like six movies in a day <laughs> and I forget about the first movie I saw. <laughs> so. That's reasonable. Yeah, it's not that fun. <sighs> Alright, we're gonna play the trailer here for the BFG and then we're gonna get into uh, my views, I believe, on the BFG.
1: It was the witching hour when the Boogeyman comes out.
2: The girls say the witching hour arrives at midnight. I think it comes at three in the morning
1: when I'm the only one left awake, like now.
0: A girl named Sophie encounters a big, friendly giant who, despite no. his intimidating no, with the force. Stop it. Okay. appearance, turns out to be a kind-hearted soul who is considered an outcast by the other giants because, unlike him, yeah. he refuses to eat children. Would have been better if he did.
2: <laughs> would have had a higher rating. <laughs> it wouldn't be a kid's movie if he ate children. Yes, it would. I rented Eli Roth movie.
0: <laughs> I hate Eli Roth movies. I love like Eli Roth is such a smart person. I don't get why he makes such trash movies. <laughs> and you gonna eat Swedish fish. You should have <laughs> the last movie. We're talking about the shallow.
2: So if we hear crunk- crinkling during the move during the podcast, it's Eva. It's She's like going
0: to a movie theater and I had I had somebody who was eating popcorn the other day, and like I they were across the theater. I could hear them <laughs> eating their popcorn. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! So upset. The lady next to me. We were at the Marcus. I don't know what she had, but it smelled awful, and it was like well, it could be the good. They took all the good pizzas off that menu. It was so upsetting. I have no idea what it was because I wasn't looking. She'd already given me a dirty look right when she walked <laughs> she was just not a happy woman. I think maybe her husband was like, We're gonna go see Swiss Army Man and she was like, No, I don't want to. And then they got there and he and he did it anyway. Maybe she was eating a corpse and Maybe. In,
2: <laughs> maybe she was eating Daniel movie. Radcliffe. Ooh, twist. <laughs> dun 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 Alright, let's get back to the the Steven Spielberg movie.
0: Yeah, Spielberg. Um, his last movie, I believe, was. Link? No, Bridge of Spies. Bridge, Bridge of Spies. Spies. And I really enjoyed that movie. It was good. Um, Mark Rylance is here again playing the giant. He just won Best Supporting Actor to, uh, I think, everybody's surprise. And he's fine. He's, a, he's, he's he, I mean, he, look, he's good. He's Mark Rylance, and I loved his performance in Bridge of Spies. He's good here. The problem for me becomes. You're know, in that, once again, that uncanny valley of. It looks. There are all these human characteristics that look just too real. Like it, it looks
1: so real that's fake. Like you know what I'm saying here? I, I always kind a, of yeah have a hard time explaining. I kind of get what you mean. Look, I like it looks just it just looks too human to be a monster. Well,
0: all, no, like the entire film, all these CGI because you know, the, the the size differences and all that. Mm-hmm. It's done really well, but it still looks fake. And like it looks like it was just. CGI after CGI after CGI Which it probably was But oh, that was my problem With The Hobbit But the, the Hobbit was all CGI though This I feel like There's some Realism to it least I'd like to hope that Because I know Spielberg For like for the longest time Would only shoot on Like film He's Totally he shot this movie On film I don't think you can I love Spielberg I just don't care For this movie Like Spielberg's One of those directors Who's always Overly sentimental and there's nothing sentimental in this movie. It's just a very boring story, and it comes from uh, the real doll novel. I've never read it. Has anyone here read it? Ish. Real Dahl <laughs> is a novelist. I can never could get on board with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I, I never actually read the book, but that Willy really Wonka film scared the crap out of me to the point where I still don't scene? No, I won't eat blueberries. I will not touch <laughs> any blueberries.
1: See, my dad used to sing along with that boat thing, and it was awful. No, I mean the boat he was, was creepy. He, but he sounded just like a. My dad sounded so goddamn creepy. I was. I mean, the movie. This is a. It
0: is kind of a dark movie. You see, but you don't see kids getting eaten, but you had dream sequences and which you hear they, about it well you hear about it <laughs> you hear about it you see the clothes of kids that do get eaten in a very Schindler's List moment which I'm not sure how I feel about if that's in the book then I do apologize but I don't know I I, I want to like this movie more than I, I did it's a Spielberg movie but there's nothing worth seeing like really just yeah I fell yeah. asleep
1: and I almost never fall asleep during movies like when did you fall asleep? I'm just curious. Probably like thirty minutes in. Did you see the dream
0: sequence where they go catch the dreams? No. Okay, that is the best sequence in the movie. Oh, okay. um, the whole concept of, of catching dreams and them being these like little
1: fairies, for lack of a better word. But I, the, I will say, I probably shouldn't have even seen a movie because I, I literally slept like an hour and a half, two hours. So I shouldn't have driven anywhere. Well, the audience I was with, I saw it the Fifth of July.
0: There are people in the theater Were they shooting off sparklers in the theater? No, 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 thank God But <laughs> the, 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 there's a lot of juvenile humor I'll go with in this movie That they were all laughing at And I'm like, this isn't this isn't funny to me How old were they? The youngest person in the theater was probably 13 Was oh. it as
2: juvenile as Swiss Army Man? <laughs> it's kind of the
0: same humor And I didn't laugh at it in Swiss Army Man either Oh, you. So I am want to get back to that. Yeah,
2: we'll get back to that.
0: But uh, for this movie, it's a it's a grand just because it's a Spielberg movie. There's enough in it to work to see. I guess the Mark Rylance performance is good. The, the girl who I can't remember her name right now is f- fine. There's a couple times when she just
2: says BFG a little too much, and I kind of want to punch her, but. <laughs> <laughs> Can I I'll jump in I didn't see the BFG, but I need to actually speak for our fellow podcaster Nick Oh, Nick what do you think was gone on the
1: boxiness
2: for well I have to just we already get the shell so Nick gave the shell the shell is an eight out of 10, so I'm guessing he would have probably been in between to see it.
1: But he was probably
0: getting interview it.
2: it So probably somewhere in there he says, overall, BFG is a great family film that should entertain most so people effect and the visuals are enough reason to go see the BFG. I can't. I can't do it, Nick. Sorry, Nick. I can't do you. I'm sorry. He I gave the BFG a 6.5 out of 10. So I'm guessing he would be at a rented Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I, there's good aspects to it. It's just... It,
0: it came from the writer who wrote E.T., and I think everyone at this table... I don't know. Do you like E.T.? Have you seen E.T.? No. Stop <laughs> eating fish. <And are> <laughs> <laughs> That's why I live Wait, you. Wait, you haven't seen it either. <laughs> no, it's just me and you. What? We need to fix that before I leave. Well, lend me your Blu-ray copy. I think it's on Vuku.
1: <laughs>
2: I will find it.
1: <laughs> I will say it's no Jurassic
2: Park. I watched ET more. I'll, I'll just add quick that I knew what the BFG was about. I had no interest in seeing it. Like I had the opportunity to go see this movie before the podcast.
1: Yeah, I asked
2: him to yeah, go. Andy asked me to go, but if I went, he would have just been napping next to me. So I decided. No, I just not when I asked enough. you
1: to go. No, I went the day after. Day. I
2: went. I, I went the day after we hung out. So if I had gone, you would have watched the whole. Yeah, movie? Yeah, I would have seen the whole movie. Yeah, I just I was not interested really in just the premise not. at all. I mean,
0: so, it, 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 it is for a Disney movie. It does go kind of dark. Back to 1980s, return to uh, yeah, return to Oz and Black Cauldron level, which Disney Black
1: Cauldron will, is my jam.
0: Which Disney will never touch again. Still, animation movies. I still own it on VHS. Apparently those VHS copies of Disney movies are worth something. I got Facebooked
1: that the other day. Yeah, I like, got a ton of them, too. Yeah, I saw of them. Well, my parents do. All right, so I believe <laughs> we have two everyone. rent-its for the BFG. Um, I uh, am not comfortable giving a no, rating since I it. fell asleep.
2: <laughs> i I've seen um, I've
1: seen Nick. But from what I saw, I'd probably give it a rent-it. Are you going to go back to watch it again? I am going to
2: go back to watch okay. it again. Because um, I'm curious about it. I wait till you buy it, Jonathan. Oh, you'll be gone when it comes so out. I'll, so. I'll have
0: it on the Voodoo account. Okay. I'm so that's basically how that's gonna work from now on, apparently. Which I'm fine with. It doesn't bother me. All right. We're gonna move on to our well, my review. Does Nick have a review of Legend of Tarzan?
2: Yes, Nick did. Awesome. So, <laughs> so I'll be Nick, but I need mean to <laughs> refresh myself with Nick's. So
0: review. we're gonna I just can't talk like play it. the trailer here for the Legend of Tarzan, and then I will be back and. Nick and Spirit will be here to talk about Tarzan you are Tarzan
1: you may not like who you were you may have enemies there but you need to go home your husband's wildness disturbs me I need you to scream for me.
2: Like a damsel.
1: He's Tarzan. You're Jane. He'll come for you.
0: Tarzan, having acclimated to life in London, is called back to his former home in the jungle to investigate the activities at a mining encampment. This is the latest David Yates directed movie, The Legend of Tarzan. The over $200 million budget spent on this film and How much? over 200 million yeah. for a movie that
1: was never really marketed never really I saw two ads for it um, both were shown to me by my co-worker Alex when but, I was working at the Verizon store but compared to a st-
2: something like The Secret Life of Pets
1: no I'm saying I only saw I two ads okay.
2: I remember seeing a clip of him trying to punch a gorilla in the face <laughs> jumping gorilla punch is that a part of the movie? yeah this this is based off the edgar reds uh edgar res
0: character Tarzan who also uh he also wrote uh john Carter which came out a couple of years ago by dis from disney and that also bombed this movie bombed uh, if if you guys haven't seen it yet uh, don't it is really it's bad it', it it's not bad <laughs> it's bad <laughs>
2: What it's f- bad. It's, it's 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 bad.
0: It's bad. There's nothing good like I was hoping for a, a fun bad movie. Because I could yeah. at least, like, you know, enjoy that. There's nothing to enjoy here. Christoph Waltz is never really gonna act again, I've come and coming to realize. He's always <laughs> gonna play the same
1: character in every single movie now. While well, I like um I can't think of the name it was he was it was, the, it was a good character in Django and Inglorious Bastards. But it's getting but, old. But, but even in Django, he's still playing he's playing like the
0: it's a the good guy, same, the good guy version. Yeah, of, but it's the same character. Yeah.
1: yeah. And
0: Inspector, I mean, he played the same character there. This movie, same character. Like,
1: like, Christoph Waltz, we still love you, but get your act together, man. Well, I don't get it. Go go back
2: to Tarantino. It. I get it. I get I, it.
0: I don't 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 go back to Tarantino. Tarantino's uh, just going to yeah. give him the same exact thing again and like I don't know what he should do cuz I, I loved him in those movies exactly. And then, like, he was in the Green Hornet, didn't like him in there. Oh, I did. You liked him in Green Hornet? I liked everything about the Green Hornet. Okay, then, the, then this movie, Tarzan, might be for you, because like, he's kind of playing that Green Hornet-type character.
1: Okay. I, I didn't I, like I, I should rephrase that. I had fun with Green Hornet. <laughs> I,
2: saw, I had a good time, but I don't want to see him again. I yeah. saw <laughs> it with my ex,
1: and I don't really remember much of the movie. See, I like Seth Rogen. I was um, in the front of the theater, and I had to sit in the 3D theater when I had like, this stuff. <laughs> and I liked the original a
0: lot. You're talking about the movie serials? Sh- no, the TV show. Or, like, I I'd go back before that, the
1: movie serials. Oh, no, I'm talking about the TV show with Bruce Lee.
0: With, with uh, the Batman appearance every now and then. Right. right? I think. Uh, maybe. Well, if not, I just added Batman in my
1: head somewhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably. I haven't Batman seen every, every episode, year. but I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan,
2: so that's why I watch yeah. it. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> Um, hey,
1: we went up from bad to fine. <laughs> no, I don't know.
2: He's going to be loving it by the end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I'm
0: not talking about this movie, I'm talking about the Green Hornet. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Uh, the, the, the action for this movie was terrible. It goes into that slow motion, like every time uh, he's going to take a punch, at the, camera, the action just slows down so he can take the punch. and It's like, David Yates,
1: oh, what? There's a, every frame of painting about. Jackie Chan that goes oh, in the
0: Jackie that. Chan. I, I David Yates directed those uh, the good Harry Potter movies. I'll say. Um,
2: <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban <laughs> is the best.
0: I yes, I wasn't here for the top five sequels with you guys. I very okay. much disagree with you on that. You disagree with me? Yes, Half Blood
2: Prince is the best. Oh, <laughs> let's take the longest book in the series. Is this the <laughs> longest? No, Order of the Phoenix is the longest. No, let's take a really no. long book and just chop it up. No. Or the Phoenix. Or the, the Phoenix, because Harry like just whines and complains the whole time. Uh, okay. Let's not trash Harry Potter here. We're going to lose a lot of listeners. No, I love, no, I
0: love Harry Potter. Yeah,
2: you better love Harry Potter. But I'm just. <laughs> oh, guys.
1: I'm moving to Orlando so I can be closer to <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> just John, just hide in Hogwarts and live there. <laughs> oh, we got off topic. I, I'm not. I'm not. Look, th- 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 this should have
0: been a fun movie. Like nothing in it was fun. I'd rather watch the 1990s. Phil Collins Disney Tarzan yeah
2: that's because that's a good movie
0: have you guys well has everybody on this team seen that okay good we can all agree on something today hopefully
2: what if they just inserted all Phil Collins soundtracks into this movie yes I would have been no 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 it would have
0: been better no because it's still not a fun movie yeah but it would have been funny very badly placed. Phil I would, would
2: have laughed. <laughs> okay, don't forget to try to ch- channel Nick so before you give a rating. Let yeah, me okay. Know. Yeah, should, I, should I go? Yeah, go. All right. I'm sorry, Nick. Again, I'll keep apologizing to you. Don't apologize to him. He's per- not here. He's in a cave. <laughs> he'll he'll, he'll maybe listen though because he's not here. Perfectly decent action, occasional laugh by Samuel Jackson, oh. Samuel <laughs> L. Jackson. I forgot. He was and in and an alright story. The film doesn't offer much at all. I was really disappointed with Legend Tarzan. They had a lot of potential, I think, but the biggest flaw is that it took it takes itself too seriously. I really wouldn't suggest seeing this movie in theaters if you're on the edge about going or not. 4.5 out of 10. Which probably comes to a skip it, I'm yeah. assuming. I went with my dad before
0: I forget. I took my dad to see this movie because my dad really doesn't go to movies unless I take him. <laughs> and I, I don't see him that much. So, 4th of July weekend, I'm like, oh, let's go see Tarzan. You're, you like the old, like... The old Tarzan movies, because that's the stuff he watches. And he was mad. Like he was. He, no, he was not mad. Upset. He was upset that he had to see that movie. Because <laughs> how mad it was. What, was there too many Alexander
2: Skarsgård abs in it for him? <laughs> I, like I don't. You we should we, count them. I don't know who the movie was made for. Because it
0: wasn't like teenage girls at my theater. It was just like all older people and me <laughs> and I'm like alright were it. they obviously fake abs and they're not, they're not, they're not, were they as bad as 300 no they're not as bad as 300
2: <laughs> and it's hard to get as bad as 300 <laughs> are you gonna do a top 5 worst abs in movies I would actually be down for
0: that I'd rather talk about that. I think we're done with Tarzan because
2: nobody Let's cares about Tarzan. Let's move on to the best movie of the week yeah. and the most interesting movie of the week. And the best use of farts of the week. The best use of farts in any movie ever. <laughs> Swiss Army Man. I just have to remember that
0: we're all here for purpose in the time. I need you to help me get home. Okay, buddy?
1: Okay, buddy.
2: You're a miracle.
1: Or I'm just hallucinating from starvation.
0: You're special.
1: You're special. There's
0: seven billion people on the planet. You might be lucky enough to bump into the one person you want to spend the
1: rest of your life with. Oh, my God. So this is the life I've forgotten.
0: This is just the beginning. A hopeless man stranded in the wilderness... Their friends of Dead Body, and together they go on a surreal journey to get home. Tyler, I'm going to let you start off with this one. It's your oh, favorite I movie. I have to start? Wait, you love it. Okay. I'll start. I'll start. Then it goes. No, I'll,
2: I'll go. I'll go. First off, preface, I'll give Nick. <coughs> Nick gave it a 10 out of 10. Dang. <laughs> so that's the highest score he's given besides maybe Zootopia on his review site. So he absolutely <laughs> adored this movie. So that is where Nick's at right now. Now I will go to myself personally i adored this movie i saw it with a few of my friends uh we went to oakdale to see it and i got the show times wrong so we were half an hour late to the start of the movie so i had to drive from oakdale all the way into roseville to see it and there was a lot of traffic it's a 10 minute
0: it was like 15 to 20
2: there was a lot of construction but we finally got there just in time a minute before it started And it is the funniest movie I've seen this year, by far. And that's only a small part of the movie. For me, this was one of the most absurd movies I've ever seen. Um, It literally does have farts for at least a third of the movie. And it's actually an important part of the story. I I was going to say, it's a form of
1: communication for some of
2: the movies. It is. It is. It's incredibly important. But this, this movie, I guess we'll just say, is about... A character named Hank, played by Paul Dano, who, who, when he's about to commit suicide, finds a corpse on the beach. And he soon learns that this corp can, corpse can do magical things, <laughs> such as fart and propel itself <clears> through the water. So within the first oh, five minutes... Oh, that's not even the
1: coolest one! With,
2: yeah, within the first five minutes, this is the first five minutes of the film, he literally rides... Paul Dano rides Daniel Radcliffe, like a jet ski, through the water, using his farts... And it was the most (laughs) obscure, weird thing I've ever seen, and it was also one of the funniest because I could not stop laughing. Um, The the people in my theater were not not laughing; they were just staring. I was laughing; I was laughing hard. I could not stop laughing. (laughs) But uh, for for me, like that was a really good obscure, absurd start to a very funny movie. But then the movie goes down into these really philosophical depths that I did not expect at all based on the trailers and what I heard about the movie. It really kind of delves really deeply into the human condition in a way that I haven't seen a lot of movies do. It's almost like this movie's this year's Her in a way. It takes a look at life and relationships and I, I think it does it in a very interesting way. I think one of the minor faults of the movie is that it really appeals to younger men in terms of the way, like, it's about two men who are, one is explaining to the other what love is and what life is, and it's through that perspective, and for me, I really connected with the message and the themes that were in it, but not everyone might connect with it, and I did see, in a lot of reviews, older I, individuals not connecting with this movie. I do, Eva, you're
0: going to have to talk, and I do apologize. Did you find this movie, in any way, to be at all sexist whatsoever, with just basically being the male point of view on anything? No?
1: Mm, no. Okay.
0: I will say she obviously did not enjoy it as much as I did. I, I mean, I, I, once again, I went with Megan. She's not here, but she enjoyed the film more than I did. So yeah. I don't think she th- thought that, but I have heard some other people um, back looking at Sundance reviews
2: who thought that. See, like, personally, it's it's an indie film. It's very quirky and weird. It has a really absurd sense of humor, but it's backed up by really good writing and it really delves like goes really deeply into you know what it means to be human what it means to be alive and in that way i connected with it very personally and that's why i absolutely adored this movie but i can see not everyone connecting with it like for example one movie i connected with very well was boyhood boyhood is a movie that kind of really captured my childhood growing up And I felt an intense connection to that film as I watched it play through. But I've talked to other people, like I talked to a teacher who was older than I and who saw it with his son, and they were both out of that generation that I was in. And they both liked it, but said that they didn't really connect with it that well because they thought it would be more about, you know, growing up, but they didn't see that in what they saw in the movie. And for me, I saw essentially my growing up in that movie, but other people who were older did not see the same thing. But for me personally, I, you know i've laughed i've laughed the hardest in this movie that i've seen in terms of any movie in the last couple years besides maybe what we do in the shadows this is the most i've laughed in a movie we left the theater and laughed for about two minutes straight (laughs) my friends looked at each other this is a shout out to christian thanks for coming with me and adri and uh i literally just couldn't stop laughing leaving the theater for the first couple minutes because we were just kind of thinking like what did we just watch (laughs) that (laughs) and what just happened and I I do truly adore this movie. I also love the soundtrack. It's done by... Uh, I can't remember the names now, but it's done by two, two members of the Manchester Orchestra. I did buy the soundtrack the same day I got home. And I love the soundtrack.
1: Best use of Cotton Eye Joe of all time, including the original Cotton Eye oh, Joe. Oh, it's,
2: it's actually... It's like three tracks in the soundtrack. I know, but... And Cotton Eye Joe the in uh, it. You the haven't one? seen Everybody Wants Some yet. Well, it's I... on my list still. But uh, for me personally... Some people have an issue with the ending of the film, and although I do think the last 20 minutes or so do falter a bit in terms of their execution, I think they do strike a good balance between having an absurd movie with an absurd premise and also trying to deal with the fact of reality is different than the absurdity of some of these quirky movies. And I, I, I think it balances itself well in the end, and I enjoyed the ending, but I can see why some people don't. But for me, this is one of my favorite films of the year so far, and I can't wait to go see it again.
1: I did not like it quite as much as Tyler, but I loved it. I'd probably give it seven and a half, maybe eight. I laughed. I think out of everyone in our theater, I was laughing the hardest the whole time. Well, okay, I had that really grumpy lady next to me, and we had two ladies leave the theater. Um, Did they come back ever? No. 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 Nope. Um, I honestly think they came to the wrong theater. Or they thought it was the wrong movie. Like, expect it, heard like Swiss Gemara Army Man. Jeremy in and Eve, Terry Eve, Potter. Eva made a very good point. She thinks maybe, because <laughs> it's called Swiss Army Man, they were thinking it was like a war movie of some kind. There are people who just show up on Fridays, it's I found out.
2: Swiss Army Man. No, but He's the man of the Swiss Army. A man Army. in the Swiss Army. <laughs> I, you know, it's where, where, where did you guys, go? When, did you
0: guys when, when did you guys go to the movie? Wednesday like if one of the first show wins? Nope. And
1: then I can't explain it, never mind. I mean, I could definitely... After working at Target for almost four years, I can definitely see people making that mistake. Daniel Radcliffe's special compass is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Which would go uh, back to the sexist point of view and yeah. I, I, I once again enjoyed See, it, it saying that I wouldn't say that's sexism though
2: well, It's it's a very male centric point And
1: from what I've heard I, okay. from others if, if mine was a compass <laughs> That's how it would get activated I guarantee it
2: I, I will say I've listened to Filmology recently Where they reviewed Switch Army Man Spawning. Film Spawning God, why, do I feel, why am I so bad today? But uh, yeah, I I listened to film every day.
0: today. Listen to my review before it came out.
2: I, <laughs> I listened to film spotting and one thing they brought up too, which I didn't see, is that the Corpse play by Daniel Radcliffe named Manny is almost a representation of Hank's unused physical desires, essentially. Mm-hmm. So as as a character, Hank is very socially inept. He's very much that socially awkward person that can't interact in an appropriate way. And in a way he's suppressed all those physical desires and he doesn't get any well yeah, life, they talk about that. It's a yeah.
1: big good plot point. It's, a, it's he, a huge
2: point. But Manny, in a way, represents all of his repressed physical yeah, desires. You, Manny, Manny straight I wouldn't say it's sexist, but it is, in a way, you know, saying this is what you know men sometimes lose touch with. Manny, and Manny, Manny straight up says, why would you stop doing something that
1: makes you happy? Yeah. Or that makes you feel good? It, yeah. It's definitely... Because it reminds me of this mom. Yeah, well, I, I agree with Manny. Um, did you have anything else to say in the film? Um, I I was mostly neutral towards the ending. It was the worst part of the movie by far. Uh, I don't have a huge problem with it, but I didn't enjoy it either.
2: Could could I add one thing? <laughs> no. Yes. <Okay. laughs> Go ahead. This this movie really reminded me. This will sound weird. This, the ending reminded me of Kung Fu Panda Three, because in a way. Kung, the Kung Fu Panda is always been really good about, you know, keeping making an emotional story but still keeping the the humor that makes Kung Fu Panda unique. And for me the ending of this film was them keeping the absurdity. <laughs> that made the film funny and interesting, but I, also keeping the real the realistic aspects they had to do to close the movie. I hope someone at DreamWorks
1: Even, listens to this podcast, watches Switch with Swiss Army Man, and then cancels all future Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> oh, I hope <laughs> not. That. I love
2: Kung <laughs> Fu But think of the ending of Kung Fu Panda. You have a very emotional, epic scene that still includes all the humor that makes Kung Fu Panda good. And this movie ends on a very... Different note compared to the absurdity of the first two-thirds of the movie, but in a way, it embraces its absurdity, but it still keeps the realism it wanted to include. The last
0: shot of this movie fits that absurdity. It's everything that comes we're yeah. going to talk about we're gonna, we it. We are going to do a spoiler talk at yes. the very end of this episode. Talk. Okay.
2: I, I, I do want to table it because I do have some stuff to say. Overall, love the movie. John, what did you think? Did you get the most negative of
1: the
0: movie? I'm not the most negative. I enjoyed... I love the movie up to the last 20 minutes, which is like once once we get to the revenant part of the movie, <laughs> I'm just not... like. I don't know. I I, I loved the... The uh, score, which is done by Andy Hall and Robert,
1: is amazing. McDowell loved it. Uh, I also have. Even if you don't see the movie, find a way to listen to the soundtrack. It's yeah, it is on Google Play. So if anyone subscribes to Google Play Music,
0: it is there for you for free to download.
2: Check out the song "Montage" and listen to the lyrics too, because it's actually incredibly literal, but it's also one of the best songs on the on the soundtrack.
0: I I love the Michelle Gondry esque uh, bus sequence that they do. It is one of my so far one of my favorite sequences this year on film. There's a lot going on in that montage, and I love it. But another problem I have with the movie, maybe not problem, but a, a concern. I thought there was way too many montages. I
2: maybe that's not true. Would <laughs> they, you? they do have a song called Montage, where they say montage for the chorus.
0: But the whole that's what the whole thing is. Like during the
1: movie. Yeah, came. it's mostly montages, but it's well done montages.
2: No, I enjoyed it. They're funny. Like it, it, but
0: every time you need to use the the, the corpse as a Swiss Army knife, mm-hmm. that's when the montage
1: just happened. And I think you should just draw the comedy out a little bit more. I maybe I that f- would think um doing it in a more of I guess a Monty Python comedy style would have been better. Make it more subtle and dry.
2: I would have probably laughed more, but that's my personal but preference. The the filmmakers Dan, they're called, they go by Daniel. There's two two people with the last name, name. Yeah. the first name Daniel. First name Daniel. First name, yeah. Um, they they have a background in music videos, so this makes sense why they would have so many montages and they do them well, which. For me, doesn't yeah, detract from it at all. And montages are an important part of filmmaking. Like, if you do them well and do them right, they are very empowering.
0: I agree. The- this sits up there with Rocky as one of the best montages ever. I g- can say that. But there's just two, there's like at least three or four of them in a movie that's an hour and a half. So that's why I'm saying it's more of a problem. And maybe there's not that many of them. Maybe I'm just imagining um, that. That sounds all well, well right.
2: It, sound, it sounds right. But they're, they're, they also include a lot in the montages that add to the story and the characters. And they're
1: emotional montages, too. Yes. Like, you, it's not... I would I would agree with you if it was taking away some kind of emotional payoff, but I actually think the montages are the emotional center of the movie. That's when you see Manny see, and Hank getting close. That
0: my... That my my emotional beat of the movie is that bus sequence where because I mean, there's, yeah. there's a lot. Well, that was there.
1: the biggest one, but the montages are also pretty big.
0: I, I do want to see the movie again.
1: Like, so you, you can it's see, really tough to see it again. You can it went visually, away so fast. you can visually see their friendship growing in every single one of the montages. I, I have a lot to say and I can't say until spoilers about that stuff so that's why it's a alright let's do our ratings then get to
0: the spoiler well, then, do you have yeah. anything do you, do you, with Nick's views or anything 10 out of 10 Nick, Nick gave it a 10 out of 10
2: Um. so Nick it, Nick is a bird I looked at his thing and he pretty much said like if you can embrace the absurdity of the movie it's a fantastic movie so you know Nick gave it 10 out of 10 I think that's one of his highest rate. it is one of his highest ratings of the year so yeah Nick recommends highly he would give it a see it I would also give it a see it see it go see it. i told people to go see it, but it's so tough to find now because it keeps leaving theaters.
0: You know, we're going to be reviewing Tickled next week, and I've been trying to get people to see that film in Swiss Army Man, and most people aren't sure which concept sounds more absurd. (laughs) Like,
2: do do you know the concept of Tickled? I don't. Competitive tickling (laughs) endurance or contest. That sounds hilarious. See, I really don't get why Swiss Army Man is disappearing from theaters within a week when Neon Demon had about the same runtime and no one went to see that movie. It's, yeah, but, it's, okay, but, 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 Swiss, but Swiss Army Man has Daniel Radcliffe. No, but I'm saying it's lasting the same amount of time as Neon Demon, but Neon Demon had way fewer going to see oh, it. Okay. Secret of
0: Life of Pets. That is the widest opener for any animated movie ever.
2: Animated features are the reason we're losing our independent films. Disney, oh, slow Dora, down! Finding Dory kicked us out of Neon Demon, remember? So so they could have a what a fortieth the, theater showing yeah. it at the Marcus. Um, also, we we didn't
0: talk about the performances. I do want to do that really quick. Uh, oh yes. Uh, oh yeah. Daniel Radcliffe, Daniel Radcliffe blew me away. Uh, like yes, I every bad thing I said about him in mm-hmm. Now You See Me two.
1: I'm sorry. I, I loved we, him in Now You See Me two. He was the best part. Well, one <laughs> of the best parts. Obviously, Mark Ruffalo is the best part, but.
0: No, but Daniel
1: Day-Lewis... <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis played the tree. Yeah, he was a tree in the back. <laughs> just like. He was so good as the tree, you couldn't tell he was a tree. <laughs> Daniel
0: Radcliffe is fantastic in this movie. Um, I was amazed.
1: I love like, it. And he should play corpse more often. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear that, Daniel Radcliffe? We will write you movies where you play corpses. Swiss
2: Army Man 2 needs to happen. <laughs> Someone else finds a corpse.
1: Oh, Manny okay. helps another. But this time it'll be with a girl. Yes. That way nobody can say it's sexist. Don't yeah. know how that's going to work, but we'll
2: find out. But, but Paul Dano, yeah. I, I actually really like Paul Dano. I know there's a lot of people out there who don't like him. He, did, he didn't do his Paul Dano thing this time. Paul Paul Dano has a Paul Dano What is Paul Dano's thing? He is he is very like slightly annoying, neurotic yeah. character usually. Who usually he, is for me? He's annoying. He's more annoying. Michael Sarah. Yeah, but a better actor. He's a better actor, but he plays annoying characters all the time. So, so the, the Michael two,
1: Sarah plays himself. So yeah, the
0: two movies I think of are Paul Dano. Well, now I have this one, but the other two would be Ruby Sparks.
2: Oh, I still need to see that. That's, yeah,
0: I love that movie and Love and Mercy from last year. I mean, there's of course oh, okay. the sunshine. Love and Mercy
2: is very good. Little Miss Sunshine. He's fine. Why do I blank on The Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Oh, there will be blood. There will be blood. A lot of people don't like him there. He's fine there. He's not. No, like- he played the role perfectly in that movie. He but, played a perfect role in that movie. So what? What other movies that I have to look it up now? Why does? Well, he every- was in Cowboys and Aliens too, which he was oh,
0: like, that's, yeah, that's, that's with character. That's, that's, in that, that's for that movie that I love. That, that
2: movie, that is, do you really? John, Fett, I had fun. Okay, honestly though, I have a history professor. He was actually the history advisor at UWRF. He would bring up Cowboys and Aliens as an example all the time of blending genres. He would be like, this is how you blend sci-fi and westerns, Cowboys and Aliens. And I'm like, <laughs> I understand you're trying to put it into the lesson somehow, but I, it's a bad movie. Yeah, it's uh, fun, though. Eh. I can see uh, where it's coming uh, from. I, mean, I, don't I, think it's fun. I think
0: it's fun. Um, we, I'm going over Paul Danil's, uh filmography. Um, another movie that I thought he was good in was Prisoners. Oh, yep. yep. Uh, He's in 12 Years a Slave as a throwaway uh, yeah. racist, oh, yeah. slave owner throwaway racist slave owner.
1: That's the, that's the title role.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm going to make that movie. <laughs> he's uh, in Being Flynn. I don't know if anyone saw that with uh, Robert De Niro. He plays Robert De Niro's son. I have not seen that one, though. He's, he's good there. He's in Looper's, I believe,
2: one of the friends. Yep, yep. 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 He's decent in that.
0: Like, I, I I don't get why everybody
2: hates him, unless it's for taking Woodstock, which I haven't seen. It's it's just his roles. Like, how was an alien's role and There Will Be Blood? He plays a very... Unlikable character. He's not, they, he's not the kind they, of character you gravitate do, towards. People
0: actually dislike him as an actor. That's what I don't get. Like I read
1: reviews he's all the not time. Not a bad actor.
2: Mm-hmm. He's not a bad actor. He's any more than Christoph Waltz with his range. No, you guys all like Christoph Waltz. Yeah, but so. that's because
1: Christoph Waltz plays likable characters. Yeah, he's very charming. Yeah. Christoph Waltz played a likable Nazi. Charming, charming Nazi. I would, charming. I would, not, I would not. Charming,
0: go. charming.
1: <laughs> he's charming. I mean, he's going he, he, he to... Okay, it, he take, take it, away it, the Nazi it. side of it, you'd like that guy. Tell me you wouldn't That's like him. Jingle and <laughs> Tell me, yeah, tell, tell me the, you wouldn't... I, if he wasn't a Nazi, would you like him? I, yes, I loved him in and Unchained.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> which would be... We're going to move into our top five, which are going to be top five movies of 2016 so far. We're going to play our jingle, and we'll be back with...
1: Let's
0: all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Back with our top five movies of 2016 so far. Um, I would also quickly like to say that we are at liberty to change these before the end of the year. Because last year I had a number one movie at my halfway point that ended up at like 20 (laughs) uh, at the end of the year. So...
2: That's good. That's what, that means 19 better movies came out in his mind. Or he just oh, oh, watched I, I, I rewatched. I rewatched it. And didn't like it as much.
1: I can't see that happening with my number one or two. but Well,
0: oh, I can't see them going down that far, but I can see the better things coming out. We're gonna, I'll just start off with my number five. Uh, my number five is Sing Street, a film that I know... I didn't see it. I was so mad I didn't Nick see it. Nick has that on his list at some point.
2: I, I, we don't say that amount. I'll read off Nick's list.
0: Yeah, I loved it. I... It comes out at the end of the month here, I believe, on Blu-ray and DVD.
1: Tyler, viewing party.
0: So there's that. Uh, Or the beginning of August, I don't remember. But a great coming-of-age movie by the director, uh, John Carney, the director of Once and Begin Again. Uh, Fantastic movie. It it is just as good as Boyhood for a coming-of-age story, so definitely
2: worth checking out. I feel bad that I missed that movie. I really did want to see it. All right, I will do first Nick's number 5. He chose The Nice Guys with Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. Uh we we've, we've all seen it, I believe. Yep. We all enjoyed it. We thoroughly. even and
1: I just had that argument.
2: Maybe <laughs> maybe it'll pop up again the list, who knows. Uh but my number 5 for me was Captain America: Civil War. I think one of the most enjoyable superhero films out there. Uh not as polished as uh Winter Soldier, but definitely more fun. And uh, I had a really good time with Captain America Civil War. Andy.
1: My number five is Swiss Army Man. We just talked about
2: it, so I don't need to <sighs> end the conversation. It. Yeah. John, number four. What oh, wait, wait. Don't we have I- to. Eva! Yeah, Eva! Hey, well, you're number five.
1: 10 Cloverfield Lane.
2: That's a good movie. Yeah. It's a really good movie. I like that movie.
1: John,
0: number four. Uh, Captain America Civil War. It's not the best in the trilogy, but still a
1: fantastically fun movie. Spider Man. Okay, I honestly probably wouldn't have liked the movie half as much without Spider Man or the Black Panther.
0: Were you at the? Uh, see, I don't remember. Were you at the review for that? No, I was um, Yeah, I was. I was the one who wasn't. Then. Tears of joy on my face when uh, Tom Holland showed up, and I am following the production of the uh, Spider-Man Homecoming movie very closely to the point where I'm having people send me homecoming pictures every shut up Jarvis I'm having people send me pictures every single day of set
2: and I'll, I'll just say to you personally I really enjoyed that they were able to pull off the premise of Civil War I thought that it was a very difficult premise to pull off beloved characters fighting um, each other I, they I they don't think so well. I think it made perfect sense well, it made sense, but, you know, it's... Like, either, no, you okay. to get no, 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 that no, no, no look at that yeah. movie okay. Superman.
0: It is a hard thing to pull off. No,
1: not with those specific characters, though. Well, because you've Tony been building them yeah, off. Yeah, the no, past. exactly, but, like, that was a pretty easy one to make because of Tony Stark being such an arrogant Martha! D- Martha! Martha! Why do you know that name? We're best friends now. My name's Bruce! You want to come over to my house tomorrow? I, I,
0: I
2: have been told that the extended cut is a lot better. Number four. Uh, four. Uh, we will do number four for Nick first. He gave number four to Zootopia, the Disney classic. animated film this year? Can
0: you call it's a movie not that a classic just came yet? It's not uh, a classic. It's
2: going to be a classic. It's not
0: a classic. Do you, I had a history teacher who told me that the definition of a classic is a movie that everyone says they've seen, but nobody actually has.
2: That's interesting. <laughs>
0: so, um, just just
1: to <laughs> let you know,
2: to be classic Zootopia, uh, my number four was The Coen Brothers' *Hail Caesar*. Uh, *Hail Caesar* was one of those movies I saw in theaters, and I really liked. But it definitely, I I didn't have enough of a like. I have a good background in classic film. I don't have enough of a background to get all the references that they have in *Hail Caesar*. But since it came out, I bought it. I think I've watched it three more times since then, and it's grown on me more each time. I watched it for
1: the first time last week.
2: Yes, Andy also watched it recently. And for me, this is one of those films that I'm going to keep going back to, and so this actually worked its way up my list just because of the rewatchability factor for me for Hail Caesar. So uh, number four, Hail Caesar. Uh, My number four is Midnight
1: Special. Uh, I saw that with Tyler, and I think the entire time, both of us had just like our mouths open. And we were just, like, staring at the screen like idiots. Uh, it was... I, The filmography, or the, the cinematography alone was just unbelievable. It was a beautiful film. And I... Will buy it immediately when it comes out. It's, it's been already output. out. Are you I, kidding? Me? I told you, and you were like, "Yeah, I'll borrow it from you." Oh my god, I totally forgot. It's been out <laughs> for like three weeks it's, now. It's not
2: low. See, this is the problem when I don't
1: work at Target anymore. But see,
2: Andy, the thing is, you've ever buy it quick because they're taking the Blu-ray off the floor now. So you will have to buy it for them. I don't know. It's so not they, selling they, enough. They took race off the floor. I mean,
0: those are very different. Okay, things. we
1: can't talk about Target logistics during our podcast. Move on, <laughs> Eva number four. Uh, Captain America Civil War. Woo! Yeah!
0: Superheroes! (laughs) My number three is A Swiss Army Man. We've already talked about it, so I don't need to talk about it anymore.
2: My number three is paired With Andy, Midnight Special. Yeah! Uh, But, uh, for me, I I adored this film. It's one of the most interesting sci-fi films to come out in recent memory. And I bought it, and I rewatched it, and I kind of want to watch it again now. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I almost forgot about Nick. This is why you, you got to be here, Nick. See, when Nick, I'm not here, it's not a big deal, but... When wait, you're not here... We're on number three, right? Yes. Yeah. Number three for Nick was Swiss Army Man, so even though he gave it... Wait, we're on three. I'm checking to right I, I Okay, Nick's number five was The Nice Guys. Nick's number four was Captain America Civil War, and number three was Utopia. Oh, you, you skipped you, you Civil War. I so skipped Civil War. He didn't do the whole thing, and he didn't use commas. Nick, use commas next time, okay? Learn how to grammar... Yeah, but uh, his number three is actually utopia, His number four was Captain America Civil War. On to Andy. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I
1: was in suspense the whole time, and John Goodman is a man who has no right to be terrifying, and he was. He was not a good man. He was (laughs) John (laughs) Badman. Go. uh, You go. The shallows. I I can't handle Tyler's (laughs) bad jokes. (laughs)
2: You the, put, shallows. You the shallows. Over I love
1: that. Don't, John, we've had this discussion. Not about the shallows, other films, but.
0: Did you just like looking at Blake Lively in the bikini? That wasn't that fun. It was
2: amazing. She had a
0: good time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You and every other teenage girl in the audience, mm-hmm. I don't get it.
2: She um, likes shark, sharks with IQs over 100. <laughs>
0: Go watch Do That shark know?
2: was way smarter than that. Oh, <laughs> 150. My we'll definitely passed his SATs.
0: <laughs> my number two was Zootopia. It's already been mentioned. I love that movie. That's hopefully uh, going to stay one of my favorite films of the year. Don't see any animated films coming out that could surpass it. So.
2: All right. My number two uh, was Swiss Army Man. I'm still wrestling with this one because I kind of want to put it at number one. But I put it at number two now until I see it again, and I absolutely adore Swiss Army Man. I cannot wait to watch it again, and for it to come out on Blu-ray, so I can buy it. Uh, and Nick's number two was also Swiss Army Man, so there's a lot of love for Swiss Army Man. So, Swiss men in the army. <laughs> Adored by this podcast.
1: That is what the movie is about. Take your children to the movie. Men in the Swiss Army. <laughs> Alright, uh, my number two is Zootopia um, I mean, we, we've talked about it multiple times on the podcast It's amazing One of my favorite animated films of all time And the, the tones Or the, the themes that it touches on Are very, very deep Especially for a kid's movie So, Zootopia is my number two My number two is Deadpool Nice
2: And well, it's also Jonathan's number one we need to
0: have, like, a serious conversation about how you think Deadpool
2: is better than Captain America's Civil War. It, that's because it is.
0: We all need to have
2: an intervention. <laughs> John's going to host a sit-down.
0: <laughs> My number one, uh, Everybody Wants Some, the latest Richard Linklater film. Comes out this week on Blu-ray and DVD. Everybody should pick it up. It is a fantastic film. A lot of things going on in that movie more than I can talk about in my little bit of time here. So,
2: everybody wants some, number one. All right, number one, it feels weird. I didn't think I would give it to an animated movie, but Zootopia gets my number one. Zootopia is just so interesting as a film. Like, it hits so many, on on so many levels, and I cannot stress enough how spectacular this movie is. So, if you haven't bought it, go out and buy it, go out and watch it. You know, it's one of Disney's best they've ever put out. And number one for Nick was actually Sing Street. So uh he really, really likes Sing Street. Yeah, we're talking of about it. wish I would have seen it now because he put it so high up there. But number one for Nick is Sing Street. My number
1: one, guess what, John? Is it Deadpool? It is Deadpool. I like, oh, Nick didn't even have it anywhere on his list. I mean, he, Me like, neither. I <laughs> freaking love Deadpool. <laughs> I love the Deadpool comics. Um, I have a pretty sizable comic book collection, and most of them are Deadpool.
0: Most of mine are Spider Man, who is the original Deadpool in
1: Batman. Yeah, but Deadpool is the better Deadpool. <laughs> He's Deadpool. I think he meant Spider-Man No. I know what I said. You know what you said? I know what I said. He's not okay. the better Spider Man. Well in terms of wisecracking. Oh no, he, he, no. Wisecracking Deadpool blows him out of the water. No. The baby every, hand, every, John. Every, the baby hand. Every single line
0: Spider-Man had in Civil War when he's in the Spider-Man costume, I'm cracking up. Every line the Deadpool has, I laugh. I'm groaning. The T-Rex was the. <laughs> I did laugh <laughs> the at that. I did at that. At the T-Rex. I did laugh at that. But like, ugh,
1: I, I okay. I love Deadpool's style, and I, I love that he just doesn't care about anything because he doesn't have to because he can't die. I love his absurdity. And the movie was pretty good on top of that. So, What's your number one, Eva? The Jungle Book. And that's going to be it for this show. We're going to come
0: back with some spoiler thoughts on Swiss Army Man. But for those of you who aren't going to listen, and next week, well, which is going to be actually later this week at this point, we are going to be reviewing... I can't even remember now. The Secret Life of Pets, the documentary Tickled, and the documentary... Raiders, the story of the greatest fan film ever made.
2: Also, so, we'll review United of Cups soon, <laughs> speaking of We, w- we will
0: be. You have your mic that came in, so we're going to do some testing to make sure everything's working on that. Yes. All right, so these are going to be the spoilers here for Swiss Army Man. The camera pushes in, cue the music. da 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 da
1: If you want to get off get off in 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 go john I
0: hated the ending like, <laughs> I hated, like, oh, <laughs> did <you> say hate <laughs> <laughs> I because you find out the Paul Cradle Paul Cradle. Paul
2: Denton Paul Daniel Dan is such a creep Well no he is me a, was a creep from the <laughs> beginning <laughs> did, you, did you know that from the beginning cuz no. I was on the and, uh, phone all the time and then as soon as Okay yeah happened, but you don't, don't know, you, be, you don't know but the you don't know you how, how creepy context.
1: He was in her
0: backyard for a majority of that movie, which is why I don't think he. Not was, the majority, the whole thing. Wait, it's up for discredi- It's up for debate. They, they walked didn't.
2: five feet to get to all of his <laughs> stuff. No, they yeah. got trapped in a thing for a while. They went. They walked a long ways, and they got trapped in a pit. Yeah, but, but when you but when you see but highway. when you
0: see how close they are to the water from when they leave their little yeah, th- that, th- that was maybe bus. a
1: thirty-five minute walk. He was in her backyard the whole time. Which is why which I'm going to bring up an interesting point of view. He was honestly probably on her property. I'm going to bring up
0: a point of view that Paul Daniel at the end of this film commits suicide. He, he walks out. He is the corpse instead of the Manny being the corpse. like going off. That well, is Manny pal- was real. No, I don't think Manny was
1: real. I, I never once... Manny thought, was in his head, Tyler. You uh, Manny, deal. Was, Manny was, I, was real. I, <laughs> Manny was, was him killing himself and imagining himself going free. Because was a, they said that he, because well, the corpse does appear. I don't know. So
2: Paul Dano is killing himself, and his dad's nodding in approval and smiling. Yeah, <laughs> that's that, that creepy. I don't get. But why that's what Paul. There. That's
0: what Paul Dano would think he'd do in his head. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know because they said the corpse appears because of the the whole oh he committed suicide thing. No one's going to come and claim the body, so that's the only part that. And messes, the girl,
1: the girl said he was there too. Messes up my theory. I don't know. John, I, if it, for what it's worth, before
2: we just discredit it, I was with you. No, I, I appreciate this movie because it doesn't just take that way out of saying, oh, it was all imagined, he was just imagining the corpse. It doesn't do that, which is what I thought it was going to do, and it didn't. The way it ended, it confirmed that there was something special and absurd and unique about this movie and its premise... And that's why I enjoyed it. And I laughed so hard every time the dad nodded I mean, in the weirdest yeah, that, that so way. Ugh. Because that was the absurdity of the movie, and that was the absurdity put in a realistic lens. How can you justify the rest of the
0: movie, though? Because you know so much of it's going on in his head. So what actually goes on in his head, what's actually real,
2: you don't know. And I kind of... See, I need to see it again is the problem. I only saw it, it once, and July. I enjoyed it so much. But I need to get a Blu-ray copy of it, so hopefully it releases soon, but probably
1: not. My biggest problem is that Paul Dano is a creepy, 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 creepy psycho He's very creepy. that I liked until I found out how creepy he was. And <laughs> I also feel really bad for that woman, Mary Elizabeth
0: Winstead, who I uh, love, or used to love. I don't think she's done much of that lately. Ten Cloverfield Lane, John? I don't, yeah, but nothing from that. has she? John, been- that was like four months ago, dude. But before that, got Pilgrim vs. the world. That's the that's the one that I I love for, that movie. But nobody besides me had in their top five superhero movies. For shame on all of you! Got Pilgrim is a superhero movie? Well, it's based off of a comic.
2: Yeah, I'm uh, a yeah movie, but though.
1: the the art style fits closer to certain types of Japanese manga
2: anime. No, I okay. Personally, I did not. I don't think the, the ending was well executed. I do understand people saying it had too many endings in the end. But I liked how it took the movie back into the real world, but didn't just, it just throw thro- its absurdity. But it
0: throws it in your face and says, well, if this isn't the real world. Come back with me to this, uh, uh, admittedly, a wor- world
2: I'd much rather be in. But then- How can you not enjoy the fart at the end, though? No, Is okay. It okay, it I, okay. I laughed at
1: the, and- the fart at the end but I was disappointed in the movie well, I,
0: I laughed as well at that point but it's not because I'm enjoying it I'm like I, it was a groaning laugh because I didn't want them to go on that step
2: I like. I, I didn't want them to okay. crushing realism of him getting taken off to a cycle psych- he's I, he going
1: to a cycle well, that's he all it's
2: going but that's not how it ends it's not the ending message of I the movie I would have
1: laughed so much harder
2: I wouldn't
0: have if they did like a Monty Python ending I have have been yeah. been oh, yes, so oh my god <laughs> that would have been so
1: funny
2: nope I, I prefer the way it ended I, I, there's, there are people who agree with you. You're just, N- just more w- whimsical than I am. I, maybe, I, maybe I have hope. Tyler's not
1: more whimsical than me. I have more hope. I'm the most whimsical person at the table. Where's, where's your Superman ass? My, I don't
2: have
1: hope. <laughs> I, on like, my I world, don't
2: like they, Superman.
1: Well, uh, then you don't have hope. On Tyler's <laughs> world, farts at the end of movies mean hope. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in this scenario. I, but on my world, Tyler, they're just poorly
2: placed farts. Are you saying they were poorly placed in this movie? Only at the end. No. That was the perfect <laughs> culmination of the message that started off in the first third of the movie. They bring the farts so early on, as being this important thing of trust. The fart is trust and acceptance. <laughs> and that is what ties the movie together.
0: So, Paul is accepting that he's a creep and he's going
1: off. He's him. okay being weird. Actually, I, I think maybe he's going to end up in prison. Well, he's then, going somewhere. Instead of a psych ward because he was stalking her. But what if he actually was on an island? I, I Do think he ever was? I never even once I was. don't. I don't even
0: mm-hmm. a little bit think he was. I, I wish there's a... And I, I need to see the movie again in blue. guy When he puts his
1: phone back up, I, I want to okay, take and a he, look at everything that is coming in. If he was on an island, I don't like the movie anymore because him ending up in her backyard is too much of a coincidence for me to enjoy.
2: yeah. But
1: At that point I am done with the
0: movie I'm really not Trying to crush you here I I do Like I do Want to see the movie again Knowing that this is Where the movie is going Hopefully I'll enjoy This ending What I'm
2: essentially saying Is that the movie Could have gone A certain cliche way And it didn't And that's why I liked it Because it did not Take the cliche Easy way out Okay Which I I thought It was going to do I respect the movie For that Yeah
1: But I didn't enjoy The ending as much
2: I, the we, we, emotional climax is not the ending of the movie. Like I said, it's, overall, I w- I didn't care about the ending. Okay. The
1: emotional climax for me
2: but, is
0: still like is that bus, at least for you guys? is it that bus scene? Yeah. Because that's where like everything well, hits its peak. No, I, I would say scene, I would say the scene oh, where they okay, fall underwater. The yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah, well,
1: the, but the, it was
2: the bear scene too. Was it, also it, it, I think well, possibly a, well fire. that was also
1: Paul Dano's character kind of accepting uh, the harsh realities of his life. Yes. So, I, don't, I, that, I, I didn't like that bear scene. I thought the bear would have just easily just gone through and just killed Paul down.
2: If, if the bear killed well, Paul down, it I would have been fine with that, but I'm glad they, they went where they went with it.
1: It depends, because, I mean, it's very reasonable that if, I mean, we've established because of the end of the movie, Manny is real, so he would have yeah. been, been able to scare off the bear. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I, I, I would say, granted, I'm not a biologist, but I would say if you hit a bear in the face with fire, one of two things is going to happen. It's going to leave... Or it's going to try and kill you right away. I did uh,
0: try to leave.
1: Well, because the bear's not going to understand what fire is. It's just going to go, wow, that
2: hurt a lot. I'm leaving. Yeah. And also, going back to the part with the woman at the end, too. Like, that movie builds so much on her character. Not being a character, but being a part of the movie. That they really did have to come back to that in the end. Even if it does seem... Weirdly placed and coincidental, and maybe that's part of the underground of the movie. We might have to look up few, like interviews Don't, on this. But,
0: but, but, but once again, like that, that's not my problem with it. Like I'm glad they went that direction because you needed to know who she was, and you and he needed
1: to I interact like, with her. Okay, I love Paul the way Bandle they did had to it. interact. I love the way they did it, provided he wasn't actually on an island. Because I I can't. Granted, it's a movie about a corpse with magical farts and a compass. So it's not realistic, but I I could just not get on board with a movie that would, even if it has magical farts and compass (laughs) that it would go, yeah, no, total coincidence, ended up in her backyard on accident after he had stalked her before he ended up
2: on the island.
0: I think we're honestly just going to come to a stalemate in we'll, this. <laughs> we'll
2: just say we'll agree to disagree and we'll wait until it comes out on Blu ray. All right. I, and I, further it, it, It's it. definitely worth a rewatch.
0: I think there's a lot of. John, f- do we have a comment section anywhere? We are going to have a comment section. It is, once again, on the website. Okay. We have a Facebook
1: page, right? We have a Facebook page. Okay. Please wait. Listeners, in. go on our Facebook page. Tell us your opinion. Let us know how you feel about the movie if you've seen it. From Show on Facebook. That that's where you'll find However, those. keep it civil. Don't call anybody a bundle of sticks. Oh, we have a Twitter. I'm supposed to say that. We have a Twitter. Why do we have Twitter? Twitter's dying.
0: Because... By I, Twitter's own account, Twitter's dying. Pokemon <laughs> Go is beating Twitter right now. <laughs> because on the website, I can't put Facebook status updates on it because Facebook doesn't have an agreement that I can do that. But Twitter does. So... <laughs> that's because Twitter sucks. Well, take that up with Twitter. I don't understand Twitter. I don't want to
1: understand Twitter. Eva, will you be our Twitter general? I'm not in Twitter. Don't talk to you, me. You have a Twitter. I have a Twitter. I don't use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know how to use it. I yeah. know how to use I it.
0: Did, <laughs> I didn't use it. The last tweet I sent out on their Phenology account was four months ago. I just sent one off today.
1: I don't think I've <laughs> tweeted since, like, junior year.
0: So that's been it from Phrenology this week. I am Johnny G. And today...
1: <laughs> slice
0: bread. Today I have been
2: joined with... <laughs> Tyler Ruza in the follower of film. Andy Tiedemann, still nothing. And Eva. Woo! Yay! Yeah. Alright,
0: enjoy your weekend film, guys. We'll see you later on in the week.
2: Bye. Bye. Alright, so this is Tyler talking. Andy talking.
1: Eva. Eva talking. Oh, can we start over? I don't want to talk.
2: No. <laughs> what? Then, then Jonathan, <laughs> just, you talk. We're just uh, you, testing. Eva, you're not going to talk? We're just you're doing a test. Talk over. Please all the time. don't make
0: me talk. You don't have